Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer podcast. This is Deb McBride. I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, with Catamarina in the room. And it is Sunday, the 23rd of October in the year 2022. And we are now in Scorpio season. So the sun has moved into Scorpio as of 6.36 a.m. Eastern Time today, and we are now in the season that is not Libra. (laughs) It's Scorpio. And so uh, Scorpio is about all things transformational, deep, intense, passionate, and, you know, anything that requires us to go inward and get to the depth of the matter. And that is what we do in the next 30 days while the sun is in Scorpio. We thrive on these deep moments. These are not about simple, lighthearted moments. And yesterday when we had the Sun-Venus conjunction in Libra, that was a nice lighthearted moment and heartful moment, as I said on Instagram. But it was the last one before both of those planets. And Venus is now in Scorpio too. Venus went in a couple of hours before the sun went into Scorpio. And here we are uh, with both planets. And Venus is not at her best in Scorpio because she's at her best in Taurus, the opposite sign. And she loves being in Taurus and being the earth goddess, you know. And in Scorpio, she's the dark goddess. And there's nothing wrong with being the dark goddess, but there is a quality to having Venus in Scorpio where she feels that she is, um, you know, handling things from other realms, not very much on the surface. So she is always diving deep. And if you know the myth of Inanna, and she is a goddess of the underworld. She went into the underworld to see her sister and all sorts of things happened. Read that, read that um, myth, um, Inanna, I-A-N-N-A. And then there's also, of course, the Persephone myth. And she's the goddess of the underworld because she married the lord of the underworld, which is Pluto. Pluto rules Scorpio. Mars is the traditional ruler of Scorpio. And this is why we go in deep and we make deep questions in in our life and we um, understand ourselves on a very deep level. And that's that's what's more important about um, understanding this time is that we don't, we have to, those solutions to things are usually deeper answers. So the answers you seek are deeply within and that's that's what we do before we head into a wild party in Sagittarius ruled by Jupiter at the end of November. So, and in the meantime, Saturn went direct 12.07 a.m. this morning. And there you are. That's enough of one day. That's just one day, okay? And that's basically what this week is going to look like. <laughs> so, okay, so Venus and the Sun are in Scorpio. And Saturn has gone direct. And I feel like Saturn going direct was really setting in the last few days. And Saturn went retrograde back in early June. And I think it's been an intensely 
um, pressure-oriented time. And I don't think we realized the pressure of it until maybe August. But, you know, when a planet goes retrograde, it, it expects us to go within a bit and deal with the internal uh, situations we have going on. And Saturn, even though it is very much about the material world and working hard and taking responsibility, there's some responsibilities we have to take on an innermost level. And there, we need to do our own housekeeping around taking responsibility. So we had to do some of that and work a little harder. Sometimes when we have a retrograde Saturn, we have some elbow grease that we really need to bring to the picture. And if you really are needing things to get uh, accomplished and done, you are doing things with, you know, great amount of elbow grease, <laughs> putting it in and the extra hours. I have felt that Saturn really shifting direction has been very prominent in the last couple of weeks. And a few weeks ago, we had sat October 4th. In fact, it was uh, Saturn and Uranus squaring each other for the last time. And um, they weren't exact like they were in 2021, but they were definitely close enough. And now they're coming apart. They, are, they have been traveling apart. But that added to the pressure of Saturn going direct. And I feel pressure in my head. I have friends who are telling me they all they could do is sleep these last couple of days. It's it's been exhausting and tedious and I'm glad Saturn's direct because it needs to start moving forward because we need it to because it's been really really tough and I think it's been tough for people. I think I'm hearing stories from people. I've had to deal with a lot of bureaucracy. I have friends here in Costa Rica that had to deal with a lot of bureaucracy and that's a very Saturnine thing, you know, the, the whole, uh, just the tediousness of, you know, handling, needing to get a water letter and needing to get, um, oh, you know, so things sorted out with a utility company and needing to get paperwork for something and get something translated and all of those details that we have when Saturn comes to the plate, right? So this is this is what we're dealing with. And I feel like hopefully the pressure will start to let up as Saturn starts to move forward. So we've got a Saturn. And where is Saturn for you? It's in Aquarius. It's at 18 Aquarius. It moved forward at 18 Aquarius. Where does that land in your astrological chart? Where are you dealing with these things? Um, you know, it's it's a component of how we deal with Saturn moving forward and how we can get our, you know, game together while this is happening. And it's, it's been, it's been one step at a time, really, really tedious. So that's, that's one thing that's going on. Now we have an upcoming solar eclipse on Tuesday, the 25th. And that is something very important. Now, <laughs> here's a little tidbit about that. So I was looking at my former advanced astrology teacher's website or, or his Instagram or something. I think it was his Instagram, Michael Luton. And I don't look at it very often because sometimes he posts some creepy images. And Michael is, Michael's an interesting sort of guy. <laughs> and he, I had to stop following his Instagram and only go once in a while because I have all these beautiful things coming up and cute things and informative things. And then there's Michael and he's just wants to outrage and freak out and those kinds of things. And I don't want that in my Instagram. Thank you. Um, so he says that this is not really an eclipse. <laughs> he says it's not really an eclipse. And he says that 
you know, it's far from the moon's path. Now, these are the little nuggets of information that I learned studying with him and certainly one of the reasons why I did study with him because he has all sorts of ancient knowledge that he's, I don't know who he studied with, but he's, he's very well versed in things that I never heard from anybody else. And he says, this is not really an eclipse because it's not close enough to the moon's path. Um, meaning the node, it isn't terribly close to the south node. And so one of the things you look for in an eclipse is the proximity of the eclipse to the nodes. The second one that we're going to have in two weeks, now that's close to the nodes. And so that is the more powerful of the two eclipses. So he's saying this isn't really an eclipse. And I remember once before him saying many years ago, oh, I wouldn't sit down to dinner at a table with that eclipse about some eclipse that probably wasn't close to the node at that time. And I remember it then hit us over the head. (laughs) So I don't know that I trust Michael's opinion on this, but I will discuss this eclipse as it is with Venus. So this is a sun, moon, Venus eclipse in Scorpio. And it's not exactly opposite Uranus because it's all in the beginning of Scorpio, not mid-Scorpio, which is where the next bunch of stuff happens. It's going to be mid-Scorpio, mid-Taurus, and that's with Uranus. But he says, Michael says, that, um, you know, this is the second sip. This is the first sip of the second mart- martini. <laughs> you know, he's he used that, that uh, metaphor many, many times before, but he says that when you have an eclipse with Venus at the close to the south node it's the first sip of the second martini and you know and he's got a martini posted on instagram so um, yeah it could because it's all in scorpio and it's all that mystery and intrigue and ooh, is that i like that guy and he's mysterious you know that kind of thing that goes on at a bar (laughs) um you know, I, I can't say that he's wrong about the martini business, but I have to say that uh, I don't necessarily believe that it's not an eclipse. If it's, if it's powerful enough to be called an eclipse and it's with Venus, yeah, so you better be careful. Better be careful if you go out on a date or if you go out to have martinis or drinks or something or if you go out with colleagues and, you know, you want to make sure you're on your best behavior as opposed to getting drunk, um, you know, in front of colleagues. And this is something that I think that Scorpio can let loose and be um, seductive and we have to be very careful when we get that seductive thing going on with Scorpio. So it's it's complicated. It's um, it's an eclipse in Scorpio. So it's not straightforward. It's not all crystal clear. It is about the mysteries and the passions and the intrigues and the secrets. And this is where eclipses, you know, can take us down uh, a path we didn't plan on going on. However, you know... Scorpio is also acumen, you know, it's business acumen, it's the shared resources, it's not only sex, it's, it's about, you know, doing your job and, and um, having integrity and, and seeing the right things in this, you know, as opposed to thinking it's all going to be a roll in the hay and martinis and all that. Um, if you fall into that, well, that's, you know, that's, you take responsibility for it. 
because Saturn just went direct. <laughs> and and um, you, you don't need to worry about um, this. I don't think it's going to be so intense, except for the Scorpio factor of it. I don't think it's going to be the, the eclipse that we're going to have in two weeks. I think that's a more profound eclipse. So, but it does happen in a part of your chart at two degrees of Scorpio. So where is that for you? For me, it's my third house. So it's about like information and, and local travel and those kinds of things. So, um, you know, we, it lights up that area and it, it's shadow and then light. So where you might feel um, you don't have the information you need or you don't have, like you're in plunged into some darkness and then it's light, this is, this is where you are, okay? So pay attention, see what happens for you. Um, be aware that there is an eclipse happening. Don't drive like a maniac. Don't let your temper go in a direction that you would regret later. And so I'm in um, a coaching program right now, learning a certification coaching program, learning things about the brain. And we have different brain states. And one of them is like, you can change your brain state. And I'm learning how to change people's brain states. So we're going to be able to do that for people in the next few weeks. I'll be able to do that. So when you change your brain state, you are not allowing it to take you down a path of destruction and like take you down a path of emotions, an emotional reaction to something. And you stop and you say, do I really want the aftermath of this? Do I really want this to happen? No, I probably don't. So let's not react that way. And it's not about not caring. Um, I don't care where this goes. That's when you have to stop yourself and like go close yourself in a closet or the bathroom or something and just take a deep breath. Go get a glass of water and take a deep breath because we don't want that. And that's eclipses bring emotions to the table and we can get hot-headed even when we don't want to be hot-headed. It's like, where did that come from all of a sudden? It's the eclipse. So hopefully Saturn will temper things and we won't get emotional. So that's an important thing to pay attention to. Other stuff. There's other stuff this week. There's other stuff. And one of the other stuffs is that on Friday morning, in the wee hours of Friday morning, Jupiter will enter Pisces again. So remember, we started the year with Jupiter in Pisces. Jupiter was in Aquarius most of last year, dipped into Pisces for a bit, dipped out of Pisces back into Aquarius. This was supposed to be the Jupiter in Pisces year. But this is what Jupiter does. Part of the year it goes into another sign and it stays there for quite a number of months and it then retrogrades, retrogrades back through that little portion of the sign it went into and goes back to the sign it was in earlier this year. So that would be Pisces. Jupiter has been in Aries and we had um, a few months with Jupiter in Aries and it only went to about you know, eight degrees or something, and that's a fair amount of Aries, but now it's going back into Pisces to finish its tour of duty in Pisces. And that means if it leaves, first of all, Jupiter is now at about zero Aries, so it is on the world axis, and that's a good thing. So if you're trying to do something um, and you want to put it out in the world, Jupiter is, even though it's retrograde, it's at the world axis, and it'll go back there again when it goes back into Aries. But it's retrograde, and it's gone, going this Friday morning back into Pisces. Now, when we, Jupiter goes into Pisces, 
Um, there's a big deal. First of all, Jupiter used to rule Pisces before Neptune came along. So before we knew about Neptune, Jupiter was the ruler of Pisces because Jupiter is about faith. Jupiter is about having faith and expanding your philosophy and your beliefs. Um, Jupiter is all about, yes, it's the planet of abundance, but it is the planet of belief and faith. Pisces is a, a sign of faith. But it's not going to go far back into Pisces. It's going to go to 29 degrees. So every sign is 30 degrees. It will backtrack into Pisces and be at 29 degrees and then go to 28 degrees and then turn itself back around again. And it will then go into Aries again. So Jupiter will go direct in November, right? Uh, Thanksgiving week, the day before Thanksgiving, it goes direct. And it's going to be at 29 for a while, then go back to 28. I mean, it's going to go to 29 Pisces this week, and then, you know, for weeks be at 29 Pisces, and then 28 Pisces, and then turn around at 28 Pisces and go back over. And by before Christmas, it will go into Aries again. Now, Let's talk about Jupiter at 29 Pisces. This is, even though it's retrograde, the 29 Pisces degree is a place of, it's a deep, deep degree. It's a place of atonement. It's a place of surrender. It's a place of, um, you know, faith, incredible faith, and it, it uh, surrender. And so when Jupiter, the planet that ruled Pisces, and the planet that went back into its own sign now goes in, goes there. It is all about surrender and faith. And it is a deep, deep moment of surrendering to the universe, of having tremendous amount of faith. This is the last degree of the zodiac, okay? This is where it ends before it starts anew at zero degrees Aries. So Jupiter is asking us to, you know, atone, which is one part of this. And if it's Saturn there, then you've got a lot of atoning to do, right? If it's Jupiter, it's you're being given grace. And somewhere, somehow, you are being given grace and the universe is smiling on you and you're going to heaven. <laughs> but you're still, you're not entirely sure you're going to heaven. You're praying to go to heaven, okay? You're praying that you're going to go to heaven, okay? But you're, you are atoning, and you are being told you're forgiven. And this is a very deep moment. So for each and every one of us, where's 29 Pisces for you? And where that is, it's about some level of having faith, having a sense of connection to spirit. And, you know, my teacher, again, that one, used to say that 29 Pisces was, you know, Christ on the cross. And it's, it's, when Jupiter's there, it's, different than when anything else is there. You know, we had Uranus there at one point a bunch of years ago. Saturn will go there again in a few years. But Jupiter is telling us something, you know, yes, the you're we're accepting your application to a better place. <laughs> 
and you've atoned and you are, you know, uh, speaking apologies or whatever. It's a very profound moment. Light a candle, sit with it. And, you know, I went to Catholic school, elementary school, and we had, we were taught to go to confession, right? So it's a moment to sit down with yourself and not so much confess your sins, but ask for forgiveness, ask yourself for forgiveness, ask yourself for forgiveness. Or if you need to go talk to somebody and ask their forgiveness, then this is the time to do it. And you've got a whole month, <laughs> got a whole month, month and a half, almost two months to go ask for forgiveness. And it's a really deep moment, especially now that we're in Scorpio season. It's like we, we can handle this in a deep way. And it asks us to forgive ourselves, to forgive other people, to have a moment with ourselves that is profound and revelatory. And if you had to surrender something right now, what would it be? If you had to surrender to something right now, what would it be? And it's a good place to, you know, it's a good place to start a Hindu chant or whatever you believe in. If you you know, want to go to church or a temple, synagogue, anything. It's a good moment to do that. It's a good moment to go back to what you believe in, whatever that is. Maybe you don't believe in anything, but it's, you believe in something, you know, not, and I don't mean you have to be, even if you're an atheist, you believe, you know, that the earth spins, right? (laughs) The earth turns. Um, and the sun rises every day, right? So, um, we, we go to a place within ourselves that we find a very deep place and we connect with it and you can forgive yourself. You can forgive another, you can surrender to something greater than yourself. And that's the point of that. And you can make an offering. You can make it, it's a very charitable place too. You can go make a donation, you can make a prayer for someone that's passed on. Um, you can make a, a a petition, you know, for something greater in your life. You can take a spiritual moment for yourself. And so that's what this next month will be about. There's under, I mean, there's other things going on, right? You know, there's still, there's still Mercury doing his business and there's still, you know, all the other planets marching forward. Um, one at a time, they're going direct, but, but Jupiter will give us the moment of prayer, atonement, blessings, and maybe even sacrifice. So there's something very deep about this, this place. And so what, what does it mean to you? What do you feel you want to surrender? Do you feel you need to sacrifice something or or do you need to atone for something? And do you feel you need to move into a different space as far as your spiritual life is concerned? This will allow you to do that. Maybe you need to return to some sort of spiritual life. Maybe you need to just return to meditation. Um, Maybe you had a very nice ritual that you did for yourself that was soothing and comforting. And that is a place that you want to go to in that month. So that's going to happen Friday morning. We will know how it feels as the week progresses. We'll talk more about that. And then, and then next Sunday, when we meet again, Mars will be retrograde. 
So this is the long-awaited Mars retrograde. My goodness. So we're going to certainly talk a lot more about that on Sunday because I bet there'll be some metaphorical things happening in everybody's life or in the news that um, we're going to know. But here we are with the moment that I've been talking about for a long time. August 20th, Mars went into the sign of Gemini. It's in Gemini. It's going now. It's been, it made it square to Neptune. It's still squaring Neptune on a certain level. Well, it's squaring Neptune for sure, but it's, it's not exact like it was a couple weeks ago when so much happened. And um, it's at 25 Gemini. It's going to retrograde at 25 Gemini. And it's, you know, at a place where we will, um, you know, start to experience all the things of the house we have that degree of Gemini in. So what's going on for you? Where are you experiencing this Mars retrograde? And it's slowing down. You know, now it's slowing down and there's not a lot of energy when Mars slows down. So we start to feel tired. We start to feel like we want to hibernate. We don't want to talk to people. It's a Gemini where there's like, meh, I don't have the energy for a conversation. So this is, this is quite the aspect. So I invite you once again, if you did not see my webinar, I invite you to please purchase the webinar. You can buy it on my website, thegoldenastrologer.com. You go to book online. It's in the list of things to purchase, whether an appointment or the Mars webinar. I also sell it on stories, not every single day, but I have other things I sell on stories too. So on Instagram, um, it is a profound retrograde. It's going to be squaring Neptune a whole bunch. And there's a whole bunch of that in the podcast. Um, I'm sorry, the webinar. I'm talking about the fact that it's squaring Neptune. I'm talking about where it could land in your chart and what that means. Um, so we've got a lot of work to do here with this Mars retrograde. You know, anytime one of the inner planets goes retrograde, especially Mars and Venus, and we're going to get Venus next year, especially Mars and Venus, there's always something that we have to look at in our immediate relationships, in our immediate life. And it's asking us again to go in, to go deep. Now, we're in Scorpio season, and this is one of the rulers of Scorpio. So you can be sure that this is going to have an effect on Scorpio season. That Mars is retrograding. Even though it's in Gemini, it's going to be the planet that rules Scorpio. So the sun, when we look at who we, it nods to, who it acknowledges, it acknowledges Pluto, but it also acknowledges Mars. So the sun... Venus, they're in Scorpio, and they acknowledge Mars. And so relationships, relationships are going to be very interesting, especially while Venus is taking her cues from a retrograde Mars, okay? This is going to bring up all sorts of relationship stuff. Now, um, again, I talked about these things in the webinar about what happens in relationships during Mars retrograde. And so we have a long, long time to talk about this. And, you know, we have to experience it and witness it. And that's one of the things that we're going to be witnessing for till January 12th. 
So by the time I see you again next Sunday, or we meet again next Sunday, Mars will be retrograde. It goes retrograde Sunday morning, 9.26 a.m. Eastern Time, and it is the 30th of October, next to the last day of October. So if you feel tired this week, if you feel lackluster, if you feel like you don't want to do things or take initiative, you can bet that's got to do with Mars. And um, I also launched that webinar on the Mastermind website. I just did that. I got approved today. Mastermind.com is hosting that webinar for me. So if you'd like to check it out, just type my name in at Mastermind.com and you will find my webinar. And um, I did a little preview uh, video telling what the webinar is about. And I also have a whole description there, too. So this is it. You know, this is the moment. This is the last week of Mars Direct until mid-January. So let's launch things if we can. Let's get things out there if we can. I know Mars has been its shadow for a while since early September. But we are, we are needing to pay attention to our confidence, all the things that Mars is our confidence, how we initiate, how we assert, all those things that Mars does for us, okay? And it's very important to pay attention to what's happening as the retrograde's happening and as, you know, you, you look at your chart. And that's about it. That is a whole lot of week, let me tell you. So we've got new Scorpio season, we've got Saturn direct, and we've got Jupiter going into Pisces, we've got a solar eclipse, and we have Mars going retrograde at the beginning of next week. So I think we're going to have a busy week. And so just stay in touch with me on Instagram, The Golden Astrologer, so that you can listen to what I have to say about things as they evolve. Because when they evolve, new new things come forward and I talk about them. So we'll... we'll I sense into all of this. I use my intuition. I use my insights. I use my experience, but I sense into all of this and I know what I'm feeling and I know the stories the people around me are telling me. So I'll be back with that information on Instagram this week. You can also book a session with me, thegoldenastrologer.com and book online. All the sessions are there. I'm here on this podcast and I'm here in lovely Escazú. So if you ever come to Costa Rica, you know, see me in person. Um, and we are now at the beginning of a new week. So I wish you a beautiful week ahead and hang in there during the eclipse. Keep your temper in check and move through this week with ease, grace, and flow. Thank you for listening. Have a beautiful week.